What is going on in the world? What is going on in Ukraine? With us today is uh, Dr. William J. Parker. Uh, he was a, uh, a Navy man, a long time in the Navy, and uh, he was the president and CEO of the East-West Institute and so many other things. And uh, Good morning, uh, Mr. Parker. How are you today? I'm doing great, thank you. Great to be back on your show. Well, you know, you have world experiences, and you've seen it all in the last uh, uh, 37, 40 years. Uh, what's going on in Ukraine? What's going on in Russia? I mean, I understand uh, uh, Mr. Putin was on television on Friday uh, talking about that they should not fear nuclear war uh, with him. Well, I tell you, there's a lot going on with Putin in, uh, and in Ukraine, uh, over 14,000 dead, and I think that number is actually a lot higher uh, good news is the Russians are withdrawing out of the Western Oblast right now. Um, the, uh, the, the Southern command of Russia, um, has deployed another 2000 people. And that's really only to try to hold the line while they withdraw, um, uh, from Western Kherson. Uh, so it's, it's a very interesting time for sure. But, uh, Russia is also, uh, threatened to, uh, to bomb, uh, uh, dam. Uh, the Kokova hydro, hydroelectric uh, power plant uh, that could have significant repercussions on uh, on the water supply and on the nuclear power uh, power supply uh, within Ukraine. So lots going on right now. In addition to his uh, his his threats of, of possibly using weapons of mass destruction. Uh, there's so many stories going back and forth. Um, who do you believe more? Um, I, well, I certainly uh, believe that there's a combination of things happening, um, but the reality is that uh, the, the Russians are uh, are being defeated uh, on a regular basis in an embarrassing way. Um, at the same time, you have to watch what's going on right now, where the the Russians are now trying to bring in twenty to thirty thousand uh, commandos, uh, Afghan commandos that were trained. Uh, and equipped by the United States. And so our hasty departure out of Afghanistan is potentially going to have an impact, a direct impact on what's going on in Ukraine at the same time. Now, uh, the Hungarian foreign minister the other day in Washington said uh, the Ukraine war would never have happened if it wasn't if uh, President Trump was still president. Uh, was the withdrawal from Afghanistan and the turning over of Afghanistan to, to the Taliban and to China, was that, did that hasten Putin to uh, go into the Ukraine? Absolutely. Uh, when you go back and look at it, I mean, the reality is that uh, under the Obama administration, you had uh, the loss of Crimea. And then, uh, and then Trump came in and said, don't even think about it. Don't even think about it. And so uh, then uh, the election happened and then President Biden took over and then you started seeing the massing of forces uh, on the border. And that was really to tell um, to tell the United States and NATO, uh, I'm thinking about doing this. What are you going to do about it when nothing happened, when we didn't bring in uh, Ukraine into NATO and some other decisions that could have been made? Uh, the decision was if it's ever going to be a time to go, it's now. And so the so the Russians uh, rolled in. The interesting part is if you look at what's going on, I mean, India's Modi has said that Russia is his closest and most significant military ally. 
and in fact has bought 65 to 80 percent of the Indian weapons out there um, are purchased from Russia. They continue to buy uh, oil from Russia, and at the same time, less than 10 percent of the votes that the Indians have made over the last decade have been aligned with the United States on issues that have to do with uh, national security. So it's a very interesting dynamic right now between India, the United States, China, Russia, and other countries. Um, But that Indian one is one for us to watch very carefully as we continue to build our relationship and understand that we have given some Indian officers access to the Pentagon, et cetera. We are, I think we're dancing a very fine line there on that one. Well, we're dancing a very fine line with India that's uh that doesn't want to be an enemy with China, doesn't want to be an enemy with uh, uh, with uh, Russia. Uh, but isn't Turkey in the same uh, circumstance? When they wake up in the morning, they decide which side they're on? Well, you know, Turkey is in many ways in the, in the same uh, situation. It's a very good point you make, John. And in particular, when you look at uh, Erdogan and the issues with the S-400 missile that he bought from the Russians, and we were not happy about that at all, and and negotiating on how that should uh, stop the issues with um, with Greece and Greece um, uh, providing weapon systems to uh, to Ukraine with the understanding that they would have 40 new uh, weapon systems provided to them from Germany, which had been slowly re uh, re-equipped there uh, into into Greece. Uh, so yeah, I mean, there's there's a fine line being played, uh, as you mentioned, Turkey though, because they are a NATO ally, they are the second largest army in NATO, uh, and yet they have to balance, and they are balancing, I think, um, the issues of Russia, their close neighbor, and NATO and the United States, their ally. And Iran, one of the reasons that uh, Saudi Arabia is so upset or annoyed at Washington is uh, them continuing to uh, uh, talk about Iran uh, and mending fences with them. Uh, What say you? Uh, What say I is that uh, I I think we made a a huge mistake uh, uh, several years ago on JCPOA. Uh, I think that um, you, you have to first go in with strength and say the nuclear weapons capability the development of nuclear weapons needs to go away. The problem with this is that when you go back and you look at the fact that in 1991 we signed an agreement, uh, uh, Clinton, uh, Putin, and, uh, and Ukraine signed an agreement that if Ukraine gave up their nuclear weapons at the time, they were the third largest nuclear state in the world, that, um, that the United States, uh, Russia, and other countries would make sure that Ukraine was protected. The rest of the world is watching that. Nobody's talking about it, but the rest of the world is watching that carefully. And they're watching what we're doing with North Korea. They're watching the fact of expansion in Japan, I mean, in, um, in uh, Iran. And they're watching what is going to happen on the peninsula with Japan, South Korea, and North Korea. Uh, doctor, we have one minute left. What else do you want to tell the American people? Because the American people have got nine days to go to the election. And- well, I'll tell you. I, yes, sir. I'd be very concerned about a couple of things. One, uh, 25 days of diesel supply left in the United States. Um, I'd be concerned about that. I'd be keeping a very close eye on the significant change in the nuclear posture review, where in 2018 we said we needed um, uh, the sea-launched uh, cruise missiles, nuclear capability, 
Now we've gone back with the new NPR and to the new nuclear posture review and said we do not need those. I think we need to look at these things very carefully. But oil is going to be a major issue here in the United States, not just for the politics, but for the reality of moving stuff around the country to include things. I agree with you. If President Biden doesn't open up North America, we got a problem. Well, thank you so much, Dr. William Parker, and uh, continue to seek peace for our entire world and for our country. Thank you so much. Thank you, sir. Great being back on your show. Thank you.